Hey friends, this is Ro from the Scarif Podcast, and you're about to enjoy another wonderful Galaxy of Queers episode. If you like what you hear, make sure you're subscribed and follow. As we say on our show, it's always sunny on Scarif. And that's the scuttlebutt. Good afternoon or evening, depending on what neck of the woods you're in. Welcome to our 12th episode of Galaxy of Queers podcast, where we talk about everything nerdy, geeky, and everything in between. We have a special episode today. We are doing a full season review of The Witcher Season 2. We finished it. We loved it. And we're joined specially by uh, Redanian Intelligence. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, just to let everybody know, if you don't follow them on Twitter, follow them now. They have everything Witcher for you. And I mean everything. Any Witcher news that breaks or cool little behind-the-scenes photos, they've got it. So go check them out at Twitter, at Redanian Intelligence. All right. So we're going to start off first. Before we dig into The Witcher Season 2, we're going to dig into our News of the Week segment. So we'll be discussing a little bit about the news of the week. Usually doesn't take too long, about 15 minutes. And then we'll go right into our big discussion of The Witcher Season 2. All right. So how has everybody's week been? Uh, It's okay. It's okay? Not bad. Not bad? Yeah. You know, yeah, not bad. (laughs) Yeah, considering the world of COVID that it is right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if it's not bad, it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I started my new job this week. So you did. Congrats on the new I job. I did. Yeah, yeah. I got a promotion. So woohoo! Yay! Hey, congrats. More money. Uh, whole new <laughs> department though, so it's yeah, everything starting again from scratch. So. Oh yeah. Well, my week's been going good. I've been actually looking at paint because uh, we bought some paint. And uh, looking at that, kind of getting an idea because we're going to be painting the house. So that's something you get to look forward to, Jim, when you're here. Yes, yes, I know. (laughs) Just because I'm the tall one in the relationship these days. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can, you know. I'm also the one who's not afraid to scramble up on various surfaces to get higher. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like the time I gave you a heart attack by climbing on the stove and then onto a stepladder. Yes, yes. But yeah, it's it's been a pretty quiet week. Um, This first week of January, been kind of quiet, not much going on. Uh, So the week, the news this week is actually kind of quiet because not a lot is going on, actually. So. Nope. Uh, Tigran, are you still there? No, oh, I lost him. You there? I am. Hi. No, okay. Okay, good. Just want to okay. make sure. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if we have connection yeah. issues, everyone. Yeah, just... I, I think I think this got I think this is gonna happen a few times. Oh uh, yeah, that's You're what gonna... I'm thinking. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Just a little heads up to everybody. We might have some connection issues, but we'll do it. We'll be good. 
Yeah. But yeah, this week's uh, news week is pretty quiet. Not much announced. Um, we do do we do have some news of the week. So Mass Effect Legendary Edition. If nobody's played that yet, you have the perfect opportunity to play it now without buying it. It is available now on Xbox Game Pass. So that's Xbox Ooh. Game Pass on your console, as well as Game Pass on your PC. So now is the time. If you've not played Mass Effect, check out the Legendary Edition, which is now available on Game Pass for free. If you've got Game Pass, you can just download it right now and play. So, yeah. Have you played Mass Effect Legendary Edition? Tigran. Yes, just... Um... Just like a few months ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you enjoy I've, it? I've, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot. Um, yeah, it, it's been great because um, uh, I've only played the Mass Effect games only when they came came out, really. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like a continuous one uh, experience. But now it has all of the DLCs, all of the choices, and everything. It like it's. Yeah, it's been, for me, the best Mass Effect experience It so really far. is. It really is the best Mass Effect experience, because it's just so smooth to go through every single game now, and you get all the DLC, and it's yeah. perfect. So yeah, if you yeah. haven't checked, if you, if you, people listening to us haven't played it, it's free now, so just go download it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also a free game, this is another bit of news, if you have Amazon Gaming... Jedi Fallen Order is free to download on your PC. So if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, you can get it through Amazon Gaming for free this month in January. Ooh. So, yeah, check it out. Jedi Fallen Order, great game. I did not know Excellent that. Game. Yes, yes. So if you have Amazon Gaming, it's free download. Uh, some more gaming news. The new, the new Elder Scrolls Online content is being announced January 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Bethesda Twitch channel. This is all new content coming to Elder Scrolls Online. We got a little bit of a tease of a trailer. Not a whole lot of information, but it looks like it's some port city or something. So I'm curious to see where we're going with this. Uh, really excited. And of course, it's announced on my birthday, which is even better. Me, the big Elder Scrolls fan I am. How cool is that? Are you excited, Jim? And do you play Elder Scrolls online? Uh, no, I, I don't really play online games. Okay. Um, I like single player. Um, but yeah, I have played Skyrim a few times. Yep. Oblivion, I think I've, I've yeah. passed one time. ESL yeah, is um, one of the easier ones to handle. And Elder not. Scrolls Online is probably the probably really only uh, online game we really play. Well, there's, there's ESO. We we played Fallout seventy six. Yeah, and and of course we play Star Wars: The Old Republic. But really, yeah, that's about it. Old, yeah, Star Wars: Old Republic. Yeah, but Elder Scrolls Online we've played since launch, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's uh, quite old, yeah. Just after launch. I yeah, think. just after launch. It um, wasn't too long but it was the console launch, launch yeah. not the PC launch. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we still need to finish the... We um, need to finish uh, Blackwood, the last one. Mm -hmm. The last contract. Excuse me, yeah. I'm being invaded. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that is launching January 27th. 
the announcement is. So can't wait to see what that is. Uh, some interesting Disney news. Disney confirms that Dave Filoni has written episode six of the Book of Boba. So that's really interesting. Mm. Yes, especially since I think this is seven episodes, which means he's directing, he's writing the, the almost to last episode. Excuse me a moment. What? Yeah, I hear the cat. So Tigran, have you been watching a uh, Book of Boba? Um, can you repeat the question, please? Have you been watching the Book of Boba? Can you hear me? All right, let me let me get this. I think I lost him a bit. You Hi. there? Yeah, you there? Okay. Um, I was saying, have you watched the Book of Boba? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I watched the first two episodes. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts of it? What is this, so far? What is everybody's thoughts of it? Love what it. Are your thoughts? You love it. Um, well, I think I think it's good so far. Okay. Um, I, I really like the B plot of um, Boba with the Tusken Raiders. I think it's really I would good. say that's the strongest part of it is that plot yeah. with Tusken Raiders. Yeah. Like I think that's the. Strongest well, I mean, part. The, I mean. You know the the current day plot. You know it like it didn't do really much. Maybe it picks up mm -hmm. later, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the train sequence in episode two was amazing. Oh yeah, it was. It was like I said. It is such a. I like I said that whole plot line with the Tuscan Raiders. That is some great yeah. storytelling with not much dialogue, but great storytelling. Just a fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. I mean it's. And that's kind of really an example of really good and smart writing and direction that even without much dialogue, you you get so much. You get so much from it, yeah. Yeah, and in, in Mandalorian, like, you don't see, you know, Din Djarin's face, but you get so much emotion from him. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know. It's excellent yeah, it's, uh, writing and basically storytelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And that and that is something we're definitely going to be talking about when we talk about The Witcher here in just a few months. Mm -hmm. is, is storytelling. And our, yeah. uh, anyway, little, this is the little noise maker. Yes, little Aaron. He is always in an episode mm -hmm. somewhere. Yes, aren't you, Aaron? Yeah. All right. I'll, and... I'll be back in a sec. He wants to go out. Okay, no problem. I'll continue <laughs> the news of the week. Little so. Next thing is a little toast to uh, Betty White, American comedian who passed away on New Year's Eve at the age of 99. She was an American icon, very much so, and known around the world, I would say. So, uh, big toast to Betty White. Thank you for making us laugh throughout this pandemic and beyond. And, of course, a news-breaking article from you guys at Redanian Intelligence the Witcher season three begins filming in March 2022. Hopefully. So, hopefully. So hopefully this <laughs> season we get sooner than season two that we got. Because that, that took forever, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, uh, you know, what's the, what's the expression? Man makes plans go. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. 
Are you there, Tigran? I think I lost you again. I think. Yeah, I did. Alright. Don't mind us, everybody. We're still having a little bit of technical issues. You there again? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Again. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was hoping my uh, internet issue would be resolved by now, but it's been a month and yeah. Still nothing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've been there with internet issues. So, you want to yeah. get into uh, the Witcher Season 2 discussion? Um, can you repeat it, please? Yeah, um, we're going to get into the Witcher Season 2 discussion now, the review of it. All right? Okay. All right, yep. so um, some things I want to kind of talk about is um, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about the different characters and their journeys and stuff like that. But um, the first ones I want to really highlight is these three right here so these three are an amazing kind of like b plot to the story that kind of connects into a plot and that is frangilla yennefer and francesca and let me just say frangilla's character development in this season was phenomenal yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, the way they turned around Fringilla this season it's been it's been pretty great because um, you know last season um, I had a big issue with how they portrayed Nilfgaard. Yes, like this yeah. evil, evil boogeyman. You know, mm -hmm. you know, just you know, really religious zealots kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I didn't really. It wasn't my my you know what would you call it it wasn't very much to my liking how they were portrayed yeah. and i think mm -hmm. this season i think um it was much improved yeah i agree i agree um but uh jim what do you think of uh frangilla in season two she's an absolute psychopath That's but all she, I can really say. She, she's her just, character development, though, is just it's fantastic, incredible, fantastic. It's um, fantastic character development, but Christ, that woman is, uh, yeah, she she's she's a psycho. Yeah, she is. Uh, I just I really loved the her story development that she kind of come, she kind of starts off as kind of unsure of herself. And by the end of it, she's kind of like, you know, like, I killed the baby, uh, 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 you know, spoiler alert mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. But, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just, she's just, you know, kind of like this badassery, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I mean, course, well, there was, yeah, there was also that really, um, really interesting scene in episode seven. I mean, I, I don't know if they take took inspiration from Gunter Dim from that tavern scene when he it reminded does the, me does the thing. a lot of that tavern scene, you know, where she basically yeah, yeah, yeah. freezes them and like yeah. just kills every single one of them sitting there yeah. at that table. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was on purpose, but yeah. I mean, I mean, with Henry being such a big Witcher fanboy of the games and the TV show, I can kind of see that connection being there because we know Henry is really big into the games and the books. So I can see 
that a aspect of them putting that scene in there because of Henry's love of the games. So I can, I think that might have been on in there on purpose. I really mm. do. Uh, so yeah, so we got um, so Frangilla's storyline is really well told. Um, but what's really interesting about the B plot with these three is the B plot is all interconnected and interconnected back with Siri, which is really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they. Um... Siri really kind of, <clears throat> I mean, well, season two starts to, you know, get inspiration from Blood of Elves. Yes. And in, in ever, you know, ever from Blood of Elves, Siri becomes the character. So it only makes sense that Siri is kind of, you know. Yeah. That does the same in the, in the show as well. Mm-hmm. And what's, like I said, what's really cool is that the, the B-plot is basically all about them meeting, yeah. you know, finding this, what they think is an elven person, but really isn't. It's um, Volof Mir, who I would say is yeah. definitely, I would say is definitely the main villain of season two, I would say. Because um, she feeds off of pain. And because of her interacting with these three sorceresses she creates massive pain in this season which we see um yeah. you know with what frangilla does uh, and uh, it's an interesting addition for sure this yes. wall of mirror character because um she wasn't in the in i think um the showrunner mentioned once um i, I don't remember where but she did mention that she was supposed to be like a very limited character mm -hmm. yeah. that Yennefer overcomes her and moves on mm -hmm. with, with the with the rest of the plot, uh, but they made her like more than she is, and now more she's, than she is, yeah. Know, and then and then now she's a member of the Wild Hunt, mm -hmm. um, and we're gonna see her or maybe well, we're gonna see origins of the in blood origin yes this, yes uh, maybe this yeah. summer i think maybe i don't know yeah but, i think it's this summer yeah. that comes out blood origin i believe yeah yeah it's yes, like so if they yeah if they wanted like you know the the last uh spin-off came out in august so maybe they mm -hmm. maybe they want to kind of alternate this you know summer winter mm -hmm. i don't know yeah yeah but yeah but yeah, so that was a that was a really interesting connection. Uh, Jem, what are your thoughts of the plot, the B plot between Jennifer Frangilla and Francesca? I really like it. It it shows that um, you know things aren't what they seem. Yeah, and, and just the whole how thing is... just how much damage putting your trust in a complete mm -hmm. unknown can do. Yeah. Very much so. It's this uh, whole, like, aspect of, you know, they, you know, it's this whole, like, wishes thing. It's like, each one has a motivation. So, like, Frangilla wants to please the Emperor. And that is her goal, is, like, I yeah. need to please him, you know, and, and serve, you know, the white flame and all that. And then you have Francesca, who wants to 
elevate her people to no longer be murdered because they're elves and you know re mm -hmm. regain the glory days and then you have Yennefer who Yennefer is always kind of hard to judge her motives because well that's Yennefer uh, <laughs> she's not meant to be simplistic but her main thing you know right now is getting her magic back that's what she yeah. wants so so the uh, this Volof Mir really feeds off of that of these three women. And yeah, exactly. And you know, she feeds off of basically what they desire most or their fear, you know. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, every woman gives in except I mean, I wouldn't say Yennefer fully gives in because she stops kind of what she does, you know. So I wouldn't say that one fully. But she but makes the deal. She does make the deal, yeah. And it's a really interesting plotline that these three sorceresses kind of, you know, yeah, enable the wild hunt a bit because she joins the wild hunt. So it's kind of like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. they know yeah. Ciri's there now, you know, and everything. So it's a, it's a very interesting connection there. And yeah. You're kind of left with the three sorceresses, each one dealing with a negative thing going on. So you got Frangilla, who the Emperor is really pissed off with right now. So she didn't yeah. do what she was out there to do. Francesca lost her baby, you know. And yeah. that was the hope for the elves. And that's gone now. And then you have Yennefer, who really disappointed Geralt. Her love. And so she's having to live with that. You know, so I find yeah. that really interesting little plot line there, and I, I'd say it's probably my favorite part of the plot line is with the three of them. Me personally, um, yeah. I just think it's a very cool little connection to the whole season over arc theme. It just kind of links all three of like the subplots, yes, together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh. So while we're uh, while we're talking about sorceresses, uh, this is a massive spoiler alert. If you haven't seen The Witcher season two, you know, don't listen right now. Okay, I'm gonna put my hands up twice. That means it's a spoiler warning. Okay. All right. So let us talk about Redania. Since we have our Redania yeah. intelligence expert, what do you think yeah. we're gonna see? <laughs> Of future Redania. Well, well, hopefully we're going to see more Philippa. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. I, was, I was a little bit kind of bummed out that they only showed her in the in her owl form. Did you know um, right away when you first saw that owl? I knew it was her. Like I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, That's of course. I I mean, we 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 posted a picture of the owl. Um, yeah. I think in a year ago in February. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we knew, you know. It was like, um, that's her, that's her, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, someone posted the owl and we posted it and yeah. yeah. And then we found out who plays Philippa. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was that was really good. Uh, um, that was, I am excited to see more about Redania because they are very, they're, I think, one of the most fascinating kingdoms in the continent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I, I, I kind of wish, um, well, not kind of wish, I really wish uh, Philippa were, was a more uh, 
active per participant in season yeah. two yeah. because mm -hmm. she's a very active player in the whole political um, yeah. arena and very much she's so. Part, she, she's a part of the Brotherhood. So mm -hmm. um, I think for the sake of like what's what's to come in season three and her forming the lodge, uh, it, it would benefit it would benefit the show to. Um, to introduce mm -hmm. her in her human form and have her more active uh, yeah. rather than doing that only season three. Yeah, but, I am. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do. What yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go because, um, Jem, in case you don't know, we're going to give you a little bit of a backstory here. You know the Brotherhood of Sorcerers right now in the show? Yeah. Eventually that, that goes bye-bye. And yeah. Philippa helps form the Lodge of Sorceresses. Which is a women-only group. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think, Tigran, that we're going to see the dismantle yeah. of the Brotherhood in the third season? Yeah, of course. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I am like I am one hundred percent convinced there's going to be the whole Thanet coup is going to be the finale of season three. Okay. Like, what else is going to be right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. a huge, like a huge sequence with ninety percent of the cast, with lots of fighting and magic, mm -hmm. and um, like well, it's kind we, of the we're also, red wedding, if you will. You know, of, we're also uh, the getting winter. the hint of um, Vigil Forts as well turning. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I was kind of surprised that. Yeah. Um, that they didn't reveal uh that yeah they have not revealed him. that yet in the television show yeah uh, but i mean there's hints though there is little hints but they yeah, haven't fully absolutely. revealed it yet but i have yeah, to admit I think, but i'm uh, looking forward no, to seeing go. how they reveal it in season three yeah 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 um i think um i think lauren mentioned once Again, mm -hmm. I don't remember where exactly, but she mentioned that they had the finale revealing different things, mm -hmm. and um, I think she implied something did, did not get revealed, and yeah. I'm thinking that they intended to reveal this, and they kind of held... They decided they not decided to, to yeah. hold it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I we'll think see. they wanted... I think they wanted the big reveal to be a, a mirror. I think that was the yeah. main, you know, big reveal, which we'll go into yeah. a bit later. But uh, mm -hmm. the um, I'm looking forward to seeing more Redania. I think we're definitely going to see them a lot more in season three. They are yeah. into yeah, everything, absolutely. you know. I mean, yeah, and Dijkstra, so. seeing Dijkstra was just great. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, love he's Dijkstra. amazing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, um, Graham McTavish, he's amazing. Yes, very good um, actor. Been at a lot and of he, stuff. And he and his entrance, um, you know, killing those um, assassins. That was yeah. That was a pretty cool scene. That was, like I said, he was. Uh, I was like, oh, it's Dijkstra, you know. Yeah. So uh, okay, I'm gonna raise my hand up again. That's the end of the spoiler. So here we go. There we go. So you're spoiler free now. So uh, we're going to talk about something in season two, which was a bit controversial, actually, was the Eskel controversy. Yeah. The Leshy in the room. <laughs> yeah, you know, so in in yeah. the books and in the game, Eskel is a major, you know, kind it's of a major player, player, you know. He's yeah. Geralt's, you know, best friend, you know, he's, you know, 
And the escort we get in The Witcher Season 2 is not the escort we know and love. That's not the escort you're looking for. Move along. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so I wanted to ask your two's opinion. So why do you think they went that way? I don't know, but I think it was the wrong choice. Yeah. Um, well, well, the showrunner, uh, she um, she posted a 17-tweet thread about okay. why she did that. Um, she was explaining uh, that they had to make Geralt care about these things. They, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to, you know, recite it properly, but... Yeah. The, the gist of it was um, Geralt would be, uh, the Eskels this was supposed to activate Geralt in order for him to care more about what's happening to Ciri and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the magical stuff and all of that. He didn't um, need that push in the books and the games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. Someone, someone, someone commented that if you need a 17-tweet thread, Explaining why something happens, maybe it wasn't the <laughs> maybe it wasn't exactly. the right decision. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's yeah, because like for me, you know, Eskel is a major part of Geralt's life. Him and Lambert yeah. and Cohen, you know, and of course Vesemir, mm -hmm. and you know, they're very important in the in the books. Um, Lambert and Eskel are very important in the games, and yeah. it's just kind of like you kind of wish that. Geralt still had that in the series, like that brother to have, you know, to kind of lean yeah. on. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, exactly. I was disappointed with that. Like, like part of me is still wondering, and I don't know if you've heard this theory before, but have you heard of the theory that some people think it was a Doppler? Yeah, I've heard. Uh, it's no, it's um, it's it's more of a what do you call it? Denial. Coping mechanism, yeah. whatever, whatever you yeah. call it. It's no, no, he, no, he's dead. He's no. yeah, he's dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I keep hoping somehow he's not really dead and he's going to come back and he's going to be the Esco we love and adore. You know. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. but I, I think you know. I think um, um, you know. I think the show kind of exists within a larger fandom. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you are writing a show, you have to think about, you know, um, the other parts of that fandom. Yeah, I, and I mean? to be honest, like, the audience that like, yeah, the audience that hasn't read the books or played the games, like they don't care. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they don't care them, about Esco. to them, it was an interesting story component. You know, like yeah. So yeah, I exactly. think I think with you know one thing that we kind of got to get through our head as big nerdy Witcher fans is that they're kind of catering to the masses. So, you know, yeah. the people that yeah. don't watch, you know, because to them, Esco, yeah, oh, who's exactly. he? Who cares? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, well, to be fair, Esco, um, he's not as big in the books as he is in the games. Yes, he is not so as big. I, so I, I kind of understand the logic behind sacrificing Eskel because yeah. he's not an, uh, but I don't think it really matters where you know where mm -hmm. people love him from even even if the games are not canon yeah they're, they're not yeah. canon but but if if uh, if a fandom loves this character so much 
uh, and if you're going to adapt this character in live action, you have to think about taking care of this character and not doing negative things to him. Yeah. Um, if if it doesn't happen in the books. Yeah. So exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like um, like think think not just about. The, the books or the show think about the fandom at large what mm -hmm. what the people you know what the people expect um, you know mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah so uh our poor Eskel though <laughs> let's you know. know yeah Eskaleshi we've been calling him Eskaleshi Eskaleshi you know, I like it I like it yeah I like it. yeah we like we found out like in December 2019 and it blew our minds <laughs> we were like I, I was just today I was I, I, I went back and I was rereading our dialogue of yeah. the team as Redanian uh, we were like no way this can't be real come on <laughs> they, they have to rewrite that <laughs> I think they that's how I was come on. I think that's how I was when he died I'm like that's the, no and I was thinking he'll come back later in the season and then I watched the whole season yeah. and then he's, he's dead he's dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because, you know, I think, I, if I remember correctly, he's killed off in episode two? Two, right? yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's yeah. coming back later in this season. Eskel's going to come to the rest of no. like, No, we didn't. Know yeah, no. <laughs> he's dead, dead. Like, seriously dead. So uh, let's go into uh, Geralt and Ciri a bit. Um, the plotline with them. I... Really enjoyed their plotline in this season as well. Um, love the scenes at Care Morhen. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, I think their chemistry was really good this season. I think it was really good this season. I, it's like the two actors had always known each other, kind of like there was no awkwardness between yeah. them at all. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. uh, I, mean, I mean, they have interacted in the you know during the season one um, mm -hmm. the press stuff yeah so so they knew each other and they have filmed mm -hmm. one scene together in season one unfortunately mm -hmm. unfortunately one scene instead of you know sort of destiny but yeah that, that, that's a season one thing that's yeah we're, we're gonna leave that maybe we're gonna leave season one stuff <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean the chemistry was good um the acting was really good um they really fleshed out their relationship really well even yeah, though we um, didn't get that in season one, but they have kind of salvaged that in season in two. In season two, uh, um, yeah. I wish, um, I wish they, I, I wish that they did, they did the same with Yennefer and Siri. Yes, because, very much so. Because as you were saying about Bolithmir, that I mean, that whole plot gave something interesting to season two. But in exchange, you know, just like Bolithmir does, they, mm -hmm. you know, she, he, you know. Take give something and take something away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this Volathmir uh, in season two sort of took away the wholesome and pure relationship of Yennefer and Ciri. In yeah, I of, of... I am really interested in Ciri and how that develops because, um, as anyone knows of The Witcher, you know I, I've talked to Jem about this and yeah that the the Witcher series is kind of like about found family, you know about um. Yennefer, Geralt, and Ciri and the family they form. And mm -hmm. this season kind of left it as, you know, a little bit of a, you know, 
Gil's yeah. really pissed at Yennefer, and I don't know how Ciri's going to feel toward Yennefer. So yeah, exactly. I think I, something... wish, I wish they didn't do that. Really? Yeah, you know? because like I wish we they do kept know the family part. They do have they do have a family, and it's a beautiful family that they share mm -hmm. together. And I that's something I really want to see in season three. And that was probably my probably my major letdown in season two, besides the Eskel thing. But that's kind of minor. But my kind of my major letdown for it was that fact of we didn't see that family dynamic. Yeah, 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 I absolutely agree. That that's also my biggest issue with season two. Mm -hmm. It's not even Astral, you know. It's it's yeah. this one because um, I really, I mean, I, I love the those those chapters between Yen and Siri in yeah. Blood of Elves, and um, I wish we saw more of that. Mm -hmm. And now, but, but now, like, uh, the relationship between them is has kind of been soured. Yes, exactly. And so I'm kind of wondering going into season three, and I'm sure you're wondering this too, Jim. How yeah. are they going to mend that relationship? Because well, it's doable. It is doable. Yeah. It's just, I'm yeah, wondering, uh, like, yeah, what... That, but, they, but they have only one season left yeah. together, right? Yeah, so Before, it's kind of you know, like... Yes, yeah, so it's kind of like I'm wondering how they're going to mend that relationship. Like that will be really interesting to see. Yeah, how they get. Well, that, I think. You know. um, well, it's it's just my theory. I don't know anything just yet, mm -hmm. but I think um, some of the stuff that happens between Yen and Siri in Blood of Elves at the temple, I think they're going to take that and relocate that to Caramoran, where they are now mm -hmm. at the end of the season. Yeah, and like they're you know Yennefer is gonna maybe teach Siri magic for one episode, two episodes maybe, mm -hmm. and they they're maybe gonna you know go Bond. into yeah go towards the book plot maybe yes. hopefully yes it will but be yeah, interesting see to see happens. it'll be interesting to see where they take it because um season one and two I would say season two doesn't follow as much with the book plot. As much as season one, yeah. Um, season one, yeah, although, has a lot well, I have to say, episode one of season two was like the best episode of the show so far for me. Mm -hmm. The grain of yeah. truth, uh, yes, and, uh, like, that whole I think, um... I think they adapted it really well. I think that was yeah. the best adaptation of any short story so far. Yeah, uh, I um, the performances that from first episode, and, that first episode, you know, let's talk yeah. about that first episode, uh, with um. That, you know, that on screen was just incredible. And, Jem, what did you think of that first episode? That's the one with the three, is it the vampire? Yes. The Brock's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I, for some reason, I wanted to call it a Striga, which it isn't. It totally isn't. No. no um, it's I, I thought that episode was really good. I mean, I like the contrast between the Brooks's hostility towards like Geralt but it not wanting to harm Siri at all yeah I loved that contrast um mm -hmm. and just how it was handled it's also this whole thing of you know you know there's this old friend of Geralt's that's cursed and you're sitting there you know you're watching it because Ooh. I did not remember this short story at all I actually did not so I went into this episode like 
completely blind. And you got this friend of Geralt's, and you know he's not telling the whole truth. But then when you find out why he got cursed, yeah, you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like this is why you got cursed. Like I, because you know at first you're kind of sympathetic. And then the episode kind of turns it. And I've heard that the short story does the same thing. And it's like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, why you kind of deserved it. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah. No wonder you're alone because, you know. Yeah. But um, I, think, I think in the short story, he is, he reveals to Geralt earlier. Yeah. I, I, might remember, I might be remembering wrong. Okay. It's been okay. a long time since I've read them. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think. I think, uh, you know, Geralt um, and, and Nivellen, um, they, mm-hmm. had a, they had an amazing chemistry. Like, yeah. The, I, the banter that, between them, that was really... That was great. You know, and I yeah. loved, you know, the Bruxa. Let me tell you this. The Bruxa effects in this episode... They were really good. Yeah. Like that creepy, like, crawling on the ceiling. <laughs> like, I yeah, was like, the, the exorcist <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I was getting like, flashbacks to watching Train Spotting when she was doing that. <laughs> like it was like, I mean, the effects in that episode were like top notch. I mean, mm-hmm. you also got his appearance as the boar and how they did that, yeah. and like, well, ninety percent like, of that was um, prosthetics. Prosthetic, yeah. It was yeah, actual I mean, prosthetic. Only, yeah, yeah. Only it his was, face it was literally was... just. Only his this, face was this the area CGI. that was, CGI, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and they amazing. did try to they did actually try to do the ball face as a practical effect, but it just it didn't work. work. Yeah. And yeah, like so. I said, the um, the actress that plays the Bruxa, fantastic job. I mean, yeah, yeah. so Great creepy, job. so creepy. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. But yet there's there's almost like a childlike innocence to her as well. Yeah. Well, like, look at that yeah, when she's yeah, interacting she, she with Siri. Really well. Yeah, when she's interacting with Siri, and she's like, "Oh, do you like the dress I gave you?" You know, like it's yeah. like, and she just say, wants her to be a friend. Yeah, it's oh, that episode is so good. It is. I would say yeah. you're right, Tigran. It is the best short story adaptation that we've mm-hmm. seen from The Witcher. Yeah, because uh, not only because of those elements, but because it was given the proper time it deserved. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, in season one, um, um, they had a lot of stuff to establish, and mm-hmm. not all of the short, sto- short stories got the time they deserved. Yeah, like, you know, to be honest, because, like, the, um, the Striga storyline could have been a lot longer. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. It was to be fair a bit longer than it is, it is okay. actually. So they did make it longer. But yeah, um, I think the, the the Edge of the World, the one with the elves. With yes, yes. Was, I know yeah. which one you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, I think that, that that one suffered the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're talking about, well, if only we're talking about you know, short stories because yeah. um, there's there's also a sort of destiny mm-hmm. that it, um, they only took elements and yeah. didn't have the short story itself. You know, they mm-hmm. took the Brokilon yeah. series, series there, but without Geralt. And then mm-hmm. they have a little bit of dialogue in season two, episode one of that. You know, 
you know, at the, at the end, that, yeah. that, that's supposed yeah. to have at the end. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, in season one, I think the last wish was done really well. When mm-hmm. you know, you know, the one when um, Jennifer is Jennifer, well, yeah. not in, well, not introduced, but well, introduced in the books, but um, when um, Geralt when Geralt first, first meets time. Jennifer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that hilarious. Was, that episode that was uh, given its deserved time. In my yeah, opinion. that episode is probably my favorite so far of the whole series. Is the Last Wish, and I would say yeah, my that second was, that favorite. Was really fun. My favorite, my second favorite is probably this first episode in The Witcher, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. season two. Really good. Yeah. So uh, we also got, um, like I said, we got uh, the Witchers. So we meet the other Witchers. In the series, uh, Vesemir love his relationship with Siri in this season. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, we got to see Lambert and Lambert in all his glory. Of, yeah, you know the way he is. <laughs> Lambert, Lambert, what a prick! Yes, Lambert, Lambert, what a prick! <laughs> like he is, yeah. you know. Uh, we and I liked seeing Cohen a lot more because in the games you don't see Cohen. Um, yeah, okay. for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, for obvious reasons. So it yeah. was great to kind of get to know Cohen, you know, yeah, get to see yeah. him. So I was happy about that. And uh, and of course, we can't go without talking about our favorite bard, Yaskier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can we not talk about The Witcher without our lovable bard? So we yeah. see Yaskier return. Or as we Americans know him as Dandelion. It's, I'm still getting used to calling him Yaskir. Because in the book translations and the games, yeah. he's known as Dandelion. So yeah. So I'm always sitting there going, when somebody says Yaskir, I'm like, oh, Dandelion. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. sure. Is it like that? Is it like that in France? Or is he translated as Yaskir? I have no idea. I haven't read it in, in French. I've read it in English, and uh, and I've I started to read it in, in Russian. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, in in Russian, he's Lutik. Uh, okay. And Lutik is um, is Buttercup, which is the proper t- translation of. Yeah. Well, it's is the proper t- translation of Yaskir. Yaskir is means Buttercup. Oh, okay. Like so. Yeah. I it's wonder not a, why. It's not, yeah, it's not a real name. It's um, yeah. It's so I wonder nickname. why in American in English translation it isn't Buttercup. That's interesting. Well, I think um, I think um, in English translation the games came first. Okay. Before it was it was officially yeah, translated. Okay. And what I think the reasoning behind that was Buttercup sounded a bit too female to okay. for 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 a man for Yaskir, so they changed it to Dandelion. I think, okay. I, I think I'm not sure. I, I'm not 100 certain about this. I think that is just, okay. just my memory. That is that is interesting about... trivia because, like I said, I've always known him as Dandelion. So whenever I hear yeah. the name Yeskir, I'm always like, "Who?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, Dandelion." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So we I, think, get... I think it's kind of mm, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was the reasoning behind. Okay, interesting. You know, Dandelion. So yeah, so we get we get Yaskir back, who everybody loves our favorite bard. I mean, how can we not love him? And we get some new music from him, of course, some new catchy tunes. I love it yeah. when he's singing <laughs> rats. <you know? laughs> 
<laughs> when Carol kicks him out. There's that scene where he's singing to the guard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my. And we, and of course we get the new song "Burn Butcher Burn," which is basically a a breakup ballad for Carol. <laughs> yeah, it's his breakup song. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I love seeing him in this season again. Um, I'm kind of hoping we see him more in season three. Yeah. Because I just, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he's yeah, always... I'm sure it was... Yeah, I'm yeah sure because he's always more. the tag-along buddy of Geralt, so... Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah, to we'll, seeing we'll him. Yeah, we'll surely see him more from season four, especially. Yeah. When he, you know, when he starts actually traveling. Yeah. But, um, with Geralt, you know, full-time. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's see when that happens. Um in I, 2024. I, I did enjoy the scene, which is directly from the book, although they did change it a bit because Yennefer in that scene has her powers. But the yeah, scene yeah, yeah, yeah. where Yennefer frees him, you know, it was still, you know, like Yeah, I, I was looking forward to that. Yeah. Um the only thing, like I said, the only thing was in the book she still has her magic while in, you know, yeah. The show she does not, but she still burns that guy. She still burns him. So, yeah, that's really cool that she still burns that guy. The evil yeah. fire burns his own magic know. against him. Yeah, so yeah. that was that's still good. The, that was still the the, the the moment I was like, yes, Jennifer burned him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think the casting of Ryan's is really really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean everyone. I mean, the casting in the show is like one of its general. strongest, one of its strongest points in the show overall. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, for Ryan's especially, he's he's really good. Yeah, uh, love seeing that scene. That's directly from the book. Um, yeah. Great scene. Incredible scene. I mean, yeah, I enjoy anything that is directly from the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like I said, I I loved it that Jennifer still kicked his butt. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, because it's like that's how it was in the book, and she still kicked his butt in the TV show. So I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see Jennifer kick his butt again, maybe. So, <laughs> so yeah, so so we have that with uh, Dandelion, and leading up to the show, we get the battle with Volaf Mir at the end. Yeah, and yeah. That, that was pretty. That was pretty cool with all the monsters coming through. I mean, it's not source material, you know. Correct, yeah. But it was still pretty cool. Um, yeah. And well, I have to watch it again with a cool head because uh, the first time I watched it, I was watching. It was like this wasn't in the books. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't happen at all in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, even, you know, I had the same reaction in season one. Like, first reaction was like, what, what's happening? What's, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I <laughs> said, yeah, I, the, the, the effects in that episode are really, really good. Like, yeah. it really is like a chaotic, almost like battlefield there in Care More. And, and, and yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, the special effects this season really are really good. Really good special effects. I will say mm -hmm. it's that mm -hmm. final episode was really good with that yeah. special effects. And yeah. don't forget, we have well, the I mean, saddest moment of all. Oh, yeah, we do have the saddest scene of all. A few episodes back was poor Roach, you know. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, one thing I would just critique about the, that last battle was that um, the other witchers, like, mm -hmm. were just there. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't, like, they weren't managing to kill any, any of the monsters. And yeah. Geralt killed one in a few blows. And, like, I mean, I understand that it's, you know, it's the main character and the other star. I know, the other extras, witcher but... should have been able to kill in a few blows. Too. Yeah, but that, that was one nitpick I have about yeah. that sequence. Yeah. So what did you think um, of that scene of poor Roach? Oh, my God. We've been hearing about a scene that they've been filming called Roach's Revenge okay. for a long time. And we've been wondering, what the hell does that mean? Uh -huh. And then um, I think in in the fall of 2020, when they were like halfway, uh, we see Geralt and a new horse. You know, yes. you know, the paparazzi took pics. Yeah, and it was like, okay, Roach is dead. Well, <laughs> well, so well, this this new horse is Roach too. But yeah, yeah, because isn't like yeah, every and, horse uh, is Roach? Every horse I mean, of Geralt um, is Roach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my, my theory back then was uh, Roach gets killed by Nilfgaardians because we knew that Geralt has been filming something with, with mm -hmm. Nilfgaardians, but yeah. it ended up being late for, for a later episode. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, that, that was a, a tragic scene. That was. Um, Did you, um, I think you guys were the ones that had the post up about what the original scene was supposed to be like and yeah, Henry yeah, yeah. and Henry was like no we're not doing that you know because it was originally supposed to be he was kind of supposed yeah, to be yeah like, not exactly yeah well, not exactly I mean we had we had one uh, post about what it was originally like yeah and then um I think Lauren had an interview mm -hmm. about the, the dialogue that yeah Carol the dialogue speaks. yeah uh, so what we, what we had was that uh, originally Garrett was supposed to take a bone from Roach's body and kill, kill the monster with that bone. Okay. Um, I don't know why they thought that was good, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's <laughs> a bit morbid. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then there was this other interview with um, with Lord where, where she said they have some. They had some kind of meta comedy. Yeah. That Gerald says, and like, that, that's really not the time and place. <laughs> no, and it didn't fit. And I'm glad they went with yeah. the choice they did because, yeah. you know, Gerald, the character of Gerald, which I find really interesting about, is he, he may be gruff, but he has such a soft heart, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so. With that scene with Roach, we really get to see that aspect. Yeah. yeah it reminded me of... Um, it reminded me of um, Chapter 6 of Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Yeah, so that was also tragic. Anytime an animal dies. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> um, yeah I mean, I, I wished... Um, I wish maybe that scene took longer, you know, the the actual monster fight. But you know, you know, he he, ta he Gerald takes it out in one blow, and yeah, it was like, I mean, I understand why it was done. Like, um, they have a budget to 
show a monster, but not that not 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 necessarily to show mm -hmm. a full fight with the monster. Yeah. You know, same with the same with, with um the myriapod. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah. in episode three again, Geralt jumps from a cliff, uh, wounds wounds um, the myriapod, and then cuts its head off. Two blows. I hope so. We yeah, see... again, not not the. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they didn't um, have I mean, enough say, budget to I would say choreograph. Most, yeah, yeah. I would say his most toughest battle with a monster so far. I don't know about you, Jim. What you think? Was the Striga in season one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the one that nearly killed yeah. him. Yeah. So I would say that's been his toughest battle he's dealt with. So yeah, that, that, that was a really good battle too. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, at the end of season uh, two, we get the big reveal of this guy right here, the Emperor. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so. I can't wait to see where they go with him, because yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's an it's um it's an interesting decision to reveal mm -hmm. him now. Yes, uh, because if you're gonna have Emir as a, as a as a big character and have you know flesh him out and all of that, you have to have to decide to reveal him early. Yeah, I think we're going to see him really fleshed out in Season 3. And I think yeah. we're going to see clearly what his motivations are in Season 3 as well. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe not exactly. Okay. I mean, I mean he, has, like, he, has a, he has a certain motivation in the books when it mm -hmm. comes to Siri, but I, yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to go with that. I don't think we'll they're going to go see. with the book as well with that. Yeah. I think they're going to do their own little yeah. thing. Yeah. But um, it was, I, I did like the reveal of Amir. I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, when he just turns yeah. around to that camera and you see his face, that was really, Yeah. I loved how they only showed him yeah. from the back and then he turns around. It was a really cool little technique they did there. Yeah. It was a nice little bit of staging was that. Yeah. 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 Nice um, little bit of staging. What I'm, what I'm interested in actually is, um, what he does is, um, Amir says, uh, he mentions Siri as his daughter. Yeah. Uh, but that's in front of Frangila, Kahir, and a room full of people. Yeah. So I'm wondering, um, how that's gonna reflect on the future because, yeah, because, um, you know, because Kahir is gonna be, gossip, you know, yeah, because also Kahir is gonna be, you know, uh, traveling with Gerald. From mm -hmm. season four or five, I think. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he's going to mention that. And there's also rumors. and There's you know. definitely going to be rumors that get out. And what I'm interested to be is if the rumors get out. I mean, like, for example, Dijkstra's going to find out in no time. That's just Dijkstra. Yeah. Like, he's going to find out that Siri is the Emperor's daughter. Because that's, I mean, he's yeah, intelligent. Exactly. So, like... What would he do with that information or yeah, exactly. the Brotherhood of Sorcerers, um, you know, or any of that? It'll be interesting to see where they go. Yeah, with because that. Um, because um, in the books we had only the, the Lion Cub of Sintra because she is, um, you know, the granddaughter of Calanthe. But now yeah. 
they could po possibly know that she's also the emperor's daughter and how you know how mm -hmm. will that change in terms of <clears throat> yeah i think that was done do. on purpose for a reason i think it's going to play into it i really do mm -hmm. because the the other players of the game are definitely going to find out yeah i mean you know getting and capturing emperor's daughter is um like Mm -hmm. You know, politically, that's a, that's a big goal, <coughs> I think. So, yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see well, where they go with that. But also we'll personally, like, going. yeah, you know, um, because on the way to until the very end, uh, Geralt encounters, well, not encounters, he travels with Kahir and he has a thing with Fringilla. Uh, so we'll see if they mention that to Geralt or... Mm -hmm. you know, or what. It'll be interesting to see. That much for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Alright, so, um, so who is our favorite new characters that we saw this season? So, out of the new characters that were introduced in this season, who were our favorites? Hmm. Um... Out of the new ones, um, yeah. Well, um, I really loved Vesemir. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I mean I'm a little bit biased because I love Vesemir from the games too. Mm -hmm. I mean he's really great, especially in the third game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean Kim Bodnia is is really amazing as Vesemir. Um, his acting is really great. Um, also, as I mentioned, Christopher Heview. As Nivellen, um I really love Francesca. Um, yeah. Misha Simpson as Francesca. She really does a great job as well. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, of course. How could I forget? Graham McTavish as Dijkstra. <laughs> yeah, as Dijkstra, yeah. Um, I'm really excited for Cassie Clare as Philippa. We saw only mm -hmm. one, one frame with her. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Where they go with that? Um, mm -hmm. I wish there was a bit more of the Witchers, Lambert and Cohen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to say I love them, but I only like them because you know we haven't seen that much of them. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's, there, I mean, yeah, there's lots of new characters um, that are really good, and yeah, I mean. Mm -hmm. And Jim, how about you? Um. Yeah, I've got to say I agree. I like it's for me. It's Vesemir. Um, yeah. He he looks like he's just stepped out of the game. Oh yeah, he looks he like does. he stepped out of the games. It's fantastic. And after watching the animated one about Vesemir, um, is it the Way of the Wolf? Or is it the Blood of the Wolf? Hmm. Is it Blood of the Wolf? You know, the animated one. Yeah. Is it called Blood of the Wolf? I don't know. I, don't I can't oh, remember. I, uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hear that properly. Yeah, it's Nightmare of the Wolf. Nightmare of the Wolf, okay. Yeah. Okay. After watching that, um, it kind of, for me, it really rounds out Vesemir's character. Mm -hmm. So it just made me like him even more. Oh, knowing yeah, that you not love Vesemir. yeah that gruffness that you know that gruffness and that 
little bit of harshness and wariness is because of what happened when you know like the current witches lambert eskill Geralt were all kids mm -hmm. so you know it yeah he just he's just ace yeah and his quest to try his quest to try and bring back the methods of um the witchers mm -hmm. Of, of making witches. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, my my favorite probably new character of this season is actually Francesca. I, uh, again, I'm fairly rusty with the books, but um, she was only really just mentioned in the Witcher games and like you had a Gwent card of her. So right. for me to actually kind of get to go into Francesca and kind of see her character and I yeah. I can't wait to see what more I want to know her motivations. I want to know what for example like now that she's looking for Siri, like I wonder like what what is her motivations for finding Siri and why does she want to yeah. and like what is her goal for the elves? And I, I like I said, I really liked her character. I also liked her dynamic relationship with her and Frangilla. And I really enjoyed that kind of relationship. Yeah. So I... Yeah. And the actress that played her, my God, bravo job. She did a great job. Fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah Frangilla and Francesca had a really good chemistry this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really liked their scenes. Um, but yeah, Francesca is really like, I mean, Vesemir is kind of most kind of hyped yes. because, because he's Vesemir, but Francesca mm -hmm. is a more kind of long-term, kind of more big, you know, um, more, more big long-term addition to the show because Vesemir, yes. he's not going to yeah. be, um, he's not going to be seen for, for long, but Francesca will be seen. Yeah, and I like I said, I just she did such a fantastic job. The actress did an incredible job. I can't wait to see you know more of her. It's like I can't wait for season three and seeing more of her because she's just fantastic. Um, and then and of course, the question that you know everybody wants to know who is your favorite character? Period. So, like, who is the character that you just love and idolize even more after season two? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's a hard one because yeah, um, yeah that, that's a really difficult one because you know um, you know there, there's the books there's the games there's the show um, and there's lots of characters and mm -hmm. I mean I mean if you're a Witcher fan it's kind of a prerequisite that you're like Geralt, Ciri, and Yennefer yeah, it's they're, they're kind of the, the base, but if I were to put them aside and and say someone else, that would probably be Milva. Okay. I I really like Milva. She's she's great. I mean, How we're gonna you? see her like season four, maybe. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to her. Also, Regis. Regis is amazing. Oh yeah, I think. Gemma, you know who Regis is. He's the uh, vampire friend of Geralt's. Yes, yes, I yeah. know who Regis is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. He'll be introduced probably in a later series, probably. Yeah. 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 All right, Jim, who's your favorite character? Well, it's got to be Geralt. I mean, I can just identify with that very softly spoken fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Geralt is like my video game incarnation because I use that word a lot. Yeah. <laughs> probably in the same way he does. Um, I mean, I mean, I know he's the main character, but you just can't help but like him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm looking forward to future series where we get to like meet Roach and and his band of um, <laughs> troublemakers. Yeah. So that's yeah, gonna be fun. I, I can't um... wait to meet Roach. Mm -hmm. I uh for me of course my my favorite character is Jennifer. Um I know yeah. it's you know it's again the big 3 but uh Jennifer is I just love her independent spirit and kind of like this whole like you never know what that woman's going to do because you think you know her and then she does something completely different and I like that aspect of Jennifer kind of mysterious yeah. kind of vibe. Um but she's she's my favorite. Uh, I can't wait to see what she does in season, you know, three. Um, like I loved her in the game, loved her in the books, and I love her in the show too. Um, Anya has mm -hmm. done an incredible job as yeah. Jennifer. I didn't think anybody could beat the voice actress in The Witcher Three, but Anya yeah. has done a really good job. Yeah, I think. Um, well, hopefully. We're just you know hoping here but yeah maybe they're gonna have some cameos for for um denise go the, the voice yeah. actress and doc cockle who is gerald yeah. of course yes i would yeah. love if they did some cameos of them yeah i mean uh, i'm pretty sure they're gonna do it at, at some point oh he would yeah. he would yeah. it would be great but yeah let's see how they do it yeah, I mean, he was I, willing to do um, voice well, work. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, I mean, I was thinking maybe they could cast um, um, uh, Dog and Denise as as uh, a couple. Yes, that Gerald encounters <laughs> somewhere, you know, somewhere, yeah, and yeah, the, the, and they have the a daughter. Even funnier, around <laughs> yeah. and on a minute, and they have a daughter. Yeah, I know yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that little cameo because, uh, like I yeah, said, yeah. you know, Jennifer is my favorite, and she's just—I, like I said, I can't wait to see more of her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think that's mainly our Witcher season two talk. Um, besides that, let's do a kind of overall rating. So we're gonna go from one star being crap to five star being magnifico. So, so, Gemma, you want to start us off? Where would you rate the season? Yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Were there okay. some issues in it? Yeah, but overall, were it good? Hell yeah. You enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think there were aspects of it that could have been better. You know, mm -hmm. like, <clears throat> Eskel. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is everyone's main issue with the series. Yeah. 
that escorts. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, it's I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it's taken me a while to get into it. That's probably why I've been quieter tonight than I usually am on podcasts, mm -hmm. because I'm still trying to find my feet in the Witcherverse. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think overall, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in season three. Yeah, me neither. Because uh, we know we know Henry is definitely committed to seven seasons. Yes, so yeah, that, is, that is very good news. All right, Tigran, so. what would you rate it? Oh, um, that's a difficult one because I mean, uh, from one from one hand, you have just a show watcher's perspective, and then you have you know whether it was entertaining or not, you know. Yeah. And then you have the book reader's perspective. And they're kind of conflicting. Um, yeah, yeah. The book. No, I mean, you know, it's um, it was definitely very entertaining. I really mm -hmm. had fun with it. Uh, but some parts, like like Esco and um, and the whole Yen Siri relationship mm -hmm. souring, yeah. though, um, and some other parts. Um, I mean, they kind of just you know, they hurt. You know. When you see it and and you think what could have been, and mm -hmm. you it, you just like you just yeah, but yeah. I think I would give it like three point five out of five. Okay. You know, I, you know, I I'm really I'm, I'm usually used to give like out of ten, you know, but uh -huh. yeah, I think that would be like that's a good one, yeah. Uh, 3. Seven. 5, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, three point five does translate to seven, right? Yeah, it does translate to seven. So. Yeah. Very good. So. Uh, I think for me, I think for me, I'm going to give it probably around four-ish stars uh, because of entertainment value. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, like I said, uh, my only complaints about it, of course, is the Eskuleshi plot line. And uh, like you mentioned, Tigran, the Yennefer relationship kind of souring mm -hmm. with Geralt and Ciri um, because we know what a great family dynamic they are. So I'm kind of hoping we see that more in season three because it's something I really missed yeah. in this season and I want to see it more. Like that scene where they're sitting together there at the temple of um, Mateli. I think that's how you mm -hmm. say it. And yeah, they're just sitting there together. I love that scene because you saw that family dynamic for me. Like the banter between the three of them. And I'm just like, I want yeah. more of that. So yeah. I'm hoping we get that oh, in season three because that scene I really enjoyed that aspect of yeah. it. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I would season, say yeah, I would say four out of five. I did enjoy it. I had fun with it. Characters are cool. The special effects were great. I mean, this show's special effects are probably some of the best yeah. I've seen. Yeah, so four out of five for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's it for our Galaxy of Queers yep. Winter Season 2 review. Thank you, Tigran, for joining us. Um, yeah, thank you can, for having me. Where can they find you on social media, by the way? Uh, um, I don't think you can. I mean, I have, a, I have a Twitter account, but I don't really use it much. I mean, personal one. But okay. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and, um, yeah, it's a Redanian, um, yeah. Redania Intelligence? Um, All right. Yeah. And are you guys also on Instagram or do you have a website? 
yeah, we have a website, of course, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we haven't really like we always, you know, we, we've always been talking about starting an Instagram account and then kind of, yeah, it's going to take a lot of time to, you know, there's a lot of effort to make the yeah. posts, not just, not just Twitter mm -hmm. and not just the site, like extra, extra work. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Maybe, right. maybe we do it. But yeah, you can find Tigran at uh Redanian intelligence on Twitter. They have everything Witcher that you want to know. So check them out. Uh, Gemma, where can they find you on social media? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Elfzina. And yeah. you can find which, and that's a Z, not an X in mm -hmm. the Elfzina. And you can find me on uh, Tumblr as Mage of Markath. All right. You can find uh, me at Twitter at Jedi Caligula 89. That's my personal and then, of course, our podcast, social media, at Galaxy Queers on Twitter. We're also on Instagram at Galaxy Queers Podcast. And we also have a Patreon, Galaxy Queers Podcast. If you want to donate, help us get new equipment, microphones, headphones, everything else, you can donate to our Patreon. Uh, so for our next episode of Galaxy of Queers, we're actually going into the 80s. This whole month, starting Tuesday, we're doing 80s movies. So, on our next Galaxy of Queers episode, we are discussing the 80s film Labyrinth, starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. So, and this Tuesday, for the Mandalorian show, we are discussing Clash of the Titans 1981 version. So, we hope you all enjoy that. It should be fun. Full of 80s movie fun. So, that will be My cool. My childhood! Right, Jim? Yeah, our childhoods. It's our childhood. <laughs> My childhood traumas. So, Woo! Yeah. So thank you so much for. I'm sorry, but the, I'm tonight. sorry, but just to add, just just yeah, add to on. that, the 1980s childhood films. Yeah. Basically traumatized an entire generation. <laughs> it wasn't a kid's film without a beloved character dying. Mm. Yes, so uh, so for our schedule for the next few weeks, we will be discussing Clash of the Titans. We will be discussing the classic Willow, Labyrinth, The Last Starfighter, and we'll be ending the month with the never-ending story. So thank you all for joining us. And also, our next thank period you. drama hour will also be in the beginning of February, where we discuss Jane Eyre. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all for joining mm -hmm. us tonight. You all have a wonderful time. If you haven't watched The Witcher Season 2, please go do it. Go sign up for Netflix and check it out. It is the main show to watch on Netflix. All right. Everyone, you have a wonderful evening. May the force be with you all. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>